Hey, bitches. I'm Jono. And I'm Dominic. And this, this is Jabber. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show today. We have a very special guest, Glenn Coco. Hi, Glenn. Glenn, this is Jono. Jono, this is Glenn. Hi, Hi, nice how are to you? meet you. Glenn, for some of our listeners who don't know about you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, I am a celebrity hairstylist in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, I've been here for about five years, originally from Pennsylvania. Is that your real name? <laughs> no, it's not my real name. It's been like my alter ego for like, uh, since the movie came out, Mean Girls in 2008. Right. But my real name is Glenn Oropesa, but most people call me Glenn Coco. Jono, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Jono. Um, there's my handle right there. But um, <laughs> I am a photographer in LA. And oh, I nice. You've probably seen my work. I've done a lot of like sexy naked guys all over West Hollywood. Yeah, I've definitely seen it then. <laughs> <laughs> Did he shoot your nude? <laughs> uh, I've done, f- done a few body shots of him, but not like any of his nudes. nudes. Wait, are you talking about me? I'm, I'm asking if he shot your nudes. <laughs> my nudes? Yeah, he did. He shot my nudes. Wow. I don't know if I would ever trust anyone to do that for me. <laughs> Why? I mean, I was nude, but you kind of always do it in a classy way so that it looks like, you know, you can't really see anything. Ladies and gentlemen, what he means is like nude photography, not like the nudes that Dominic sends. <laughs> anyway, so how do you guys know each other? Well, we matched on a dating app called Hinge. It's the classy one. It's the only one I use, by the way, and I'm getting off soon. But um, (laughs) I... um, What about the other one you're on, Grindr? No, I don't have that one. Oh, you don't have that no more? I don't have that one. No, I never had it, actually. But thank you. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I'm just saying. Um, (laughs) I saw him on there, and I saw that he did, you know, hair for the Kardashians, and, you know, he seemed really interesting. And so I said you know what? I think he should come on the show. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but he should definitely come on. And then, um, so I talked to you about it and you said, yeah, let's have him on. And, uh, so I sent him, you know, promo pictures from the old posters, but I accidentally included a nude in there. (laughs) I think hello from Dominic though. It was, uh, it was an interesting welcome. I honestly didn't mean that. You know, I never do that, but it seems like that would be like something that someone would do on the down yeah. low and be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry," but I, I actually, I no, I told I told a few friends that about what happened. I was like, "I'm going to be on this podcast," and he was sending me promo photos, but he sent me a nude. Like, do you yeah. think it's on purpose or do you think it's an accident? What they and say? Most people, most people thought that it was on purpose. Oh my gosh! It was not on purpose. It wasn't no. on purpose. I swear yeah. to God. But I don't know you that, that well, but I believe well, you, Dominic. I mean, well, Glenn, was it a was it a good picture? At least? No, it was it a wasn't. great nude. No, it wasn't. It was not my favorite one. Otherwise, I would have sent you the best one. That was not <laughs> the one I liked. Well, I did but say if there's more, you you feel free to send them. I will after the show. Great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but now that we got that out of the way. Are you single? <laughs> <laughs> I actually am single. I'm newly single. Really? Mm-hmm. So, um, re- newly single? There's an yeah. opportunity. Wait, why? What happened? Um, it's kind of a long story, probably for a second podcast. But um, yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, it's a long story, but it didn't work oh. out. Too young. Okay. Well, I, it was 10 years too younger. Young. 10 yeah. years younger? Yeah. How, how old are you? I'll be 31 in December. Wow. Um, 31. That's not bad. <laughs> I usually like to go older. Not like you're older, but like uh, right. 50, 60, things wow. like that. Near death. But um, <laughs> um, now that uh, we talked about sending that, I actually sent my mom a video of me jerking off. Um, oh my God. I didn't mean to, but I was like texting it. I was like, don't open that video. And I kept sending messages so that the video would keep going up. Oh my God. And then she just texted me back in the morning when she woke up and she was like, don't send those kind of videos if you don't want your mother to see. I was like, <laughs> I'm Were so you mortified? I was so embarrassed. Yeah. Oh my God. I would never be okay with myself. But I kind of wondered, like, maybe she clicked it just to see what she gave birth to. I don't know. Like, Sick. Was it like a full ejaculating moment? Yeah. Just, oh, no. She was like, you know, she'd be like, wow, honey, you're like your father. <laughs> oh, my God. You're sick. <laughs> what about you? Like, has this ever happened to you, Jono? Um, um, this one time, um, I was with my ex, and he used to be um, a, a manager at this very... Um, I guess you can call it a department store. But anyways, um, we, we were touring around just like secret shopping and, mm. and we went into the restroom and I decided to give him a blow job. And wow. apparently I didn't lock the door and the employee that knew my ex was like, oh! <laughs> and I was oh, like, man. I was like, <laughs> you know, like on shock. <laughs> but, we ran out of there so quick. We were embarrassed because we knew that person. And, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> Honestly, oh, I don't gosh. have many of those moments. I feel like I'm very private and low key typically. But <laughs> that's a good way to be. That's a good way to be. Yeah, I think the only time I've ever been like walked in on was by my dad. It was actually my full coming out. I was I took a guy home from the club. It was like one of the first people I took home. Uh-huh. And my parents had gotten into a fight that night. And I had a separate section of the house, but my mom was staying in my section of the house. So I walked in, it's like 3 a.m. And I was like, fuck, my mom is there. Like I have to go to the living room. Like we have to go to the main part of the house. So we go to the main part of the house. And we weren't even like hooking up or anything. It was, we were just like laying down in our underwear, fell asleep. And my dad ripped me off of him at like 4.30. And he was like, who the fuck is that? Like, take him home. And they had never seen me hook up with him. They didn't know you were gay at that point? No, I wasn't, I wasn't out. Wow. And I really hadn't like dated and experimented. I grew up like super religious. So I never really like, really grew up like talking about it and that was my first like experimentation and yeah what religion jehovah witness mm-hmm. yeah oh my gosh my friend is a jehovah's witness or was and they kicked him out of the family yeah that's pretty much what happened to me <laughs> do you talk to them still uh well my parents were split up i talked to my mom i don't talk to my dad he's wow. still in the religion yeah it's so the she most intense- yeah mm-hmm it was literally like my coming out and then my parents divorce it was like all happening at the same time oh my, my sister gosh. got pregnant 
So you didn't choose to, you know, it, you were basically gay? pulled out. No, 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 to, <laughs> to come out. Yeah, yeah. You were pulled out of the closet. And yeah, pretty much. That happened to me because I didn't tell anybody. I'm very private. And so even as a kid, but I was like 15, and my mom comes into the living room. She was doing my laundry or something. And she was like, <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh my God, what? So she's like, she pulls out this, this like, no. And I was like, oh, shit. Because in detention that day, I was writing love letters to this guy named Matt. And my mom's like, I found your love letter. And I was like, <laughs> Matthew is a girl. Like, calm down. <laughs> and uh, so basically, she was like crying. And she's like, you're going to have a hard life. You're going to get beat up. Mm -hmm. Like, what about, you know, all these things? And like, she was a religious growing up and she was sheltered a lot. So she didn't know any gay people. She didn't even know. She just thought like the worst case scenario, he's going to get bullied. He's going to get HIV, like all these terrible things. Mm, and uh, growing up, I don't know, actually. I was raised Methodist, which was very accepting towards mm -hmm. my sexuality. But I don't know what her religion was as a teenager. But she was like, you know, like a country girl, like, she, you know, she doesn't, she didn't come from, you know, city life and she didn't have a lot of experiences like that. Yeah. So I was just like, I just was like, I can't do this, honestly. So I said, can you please drive me to my grandparents' house, my father's, the, my parents were divorced at the time. And so she drove me to my grandparents on my father's side. And when I got there, I was like crying and I was like, grandma, grandma. They're like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm gay. And she, they're like, okay. <laughs> and that was like care? the end of it. They didn't care, but she was, she was a nurse and she was volunteer. She was retired at that point. And she had been, um, during the AIDS crisis, she was volunteering with the AIDS patients and all her patients died. Mm. So she knew, you know, she, all her patients were gay for the most part. So she, you know, she was like exposed to the gay lifestyle, yeah. you know? I think my dad had a similar perspective. Like when I first came out, it was like, it was more, I think he was really, really upset by it, but his brother had died of AIDS. Aww. And, and it, it, I think it was a combination of drugs. And I think he was also gay. I'm not really sure like if that's a fact, but. Um, but when he took, when I came out to him or when he caught me, he was just like, the next day we had the discussion and he was like, you picked the shortest life. Like you're going to die. Like, like the worst thing you could say to someone, but I think it was just like, it, it was just ignorance really. Cause it's like, you know, we're in such a different time now where you can live a really long time if you have HIV or AIDS. So I think my grandfather, my father's father was bisexual and like one time my, my, my brother was graduating college and I was much younger. So I was like doing a t-shirt that said like, congratulations and stuff. And I drew these little balloons and my mm -hmm. grandfather was like, oh, are those sperm? I was like, <laughs> no, it's a balloon. <laughs> so I think he definitely, he likes Brokeback Mountain. So I'm like, I think he might be a little, you know, a little gay or something. Yeah. I think anyway, honestly, my, my dad too. I think honestly, if, if he really like figured it out, I think he's probably a little bi too. I remember he used to keep this like picture of this really hot guy on his mirror. And my mom used to be like, why do you have that? And he's just like, that's how I want my body to look. And I was like, that's weird. So like have a photo on your mirror 
like of, of a man's body. And I'm pretty sure he has a story of like, you know, he grew up in Mexico and it was, you know, it's, it's so hard to make money in Mexico. Um, and I'm pretty sure he was gay for pay at one point in his life. Um, he was also a pro soccer player. So once he went pro, wow, he didn't is have he, to do that. Is he single now? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I haven't spoken to him in years. <laughs> Jono, what's your coming out story? I don't um, think I know this one. It was 2009. Um, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> my mom and I, um, during this point, cause I was already like with my ex and we, I don't know, like, I felt like I always felt like she was always against me and she like knew I was gay and she was against me, but like, it was just like, like a mental thing. And so like my mom and I were sort of like drifting apart and our cat died and we love, we both loved this cat and we got like very emotional. We got closer about it. And then when we were driving home after um, we, we, we put down the cat, um, my ex called me. And he goes, hey, I'm so sorry. I, like, you know, like I, I just saw your text message. I just wanted to tell you that I love you. And, and I love you, I love you, I love you. And he goes, I know you can't say it in front of your mom, but I, just, I, I want to say I love you, I love you, I love you. And I was, like, I was like, okay, bye. And so then I just hung up. And, and like, obviously I couldn't, I, I wasn't out for my mom yet, but then my mom um, was still driving. She goes, can I ask you a question? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, because I'm sure she heard him saying like, I love you, I love you, I love you, and whatever. She goes like, is um what's his face your your um your boyfriend and so then i was like pull over and so she we we pulled over and she was like just sitting she was like waiting for me to say and i was like yeah he is my boyfriend he's been my boyfriend for two years and um i've kept that from you because i didn't know your reaction and yeah because like mind you like like my like family is like they're super open, but then they're super close-minded at the same time because, like, half of my family is, like, super Republican and, like, they're super, like, narrow-minded. But then another side of my family is, like, super out there crazy. Like, like they understand, like, what's happening in the world and everything. But my mom was just like, well, I'm mad. And I was just like, I was like, fuck. And then all the things, everything that was going in my head, I was like, I need to move out. I need to, like, go find somewhere else. Wait, she said she's mad? Yeah, she said, she goes, I'm I'm mad. And so then all those things are going in my head. And then she goes, I'm mad. You didn't tell me sooner. I and knew that was going to happen. And I knew yeah. the, from you're a little boy and I, I knew. And she goes, and I was just like, I was like, okay, great. And then Jono, went, my mom said she didn't know at all. And I'm like, when I was 10, I asked for a dollhouse. Like, <laughs> Yeah, my mom claimed she didn't know either. She was like, you always had girlfriends. <laughs> but the funniest thing about that is that she asked me a question. And she goes, like, as she turned back the car on and everything, she started driving. She goes, so I have to ask, so is he the top or are you the top? Or Well, I was, just like, I, was just like, I was like, I'm not having this conversation with you, mom. That's how my mom went. And so then she's just like, she was like, she was like I'm just curious now. Now I want to know. And I'm like, no, you're not going to know. <laughs> <laughs> Did My you ever aunt- tell her? That's funny. No, no. You didn't tell her? No, I never tell her. She's like, no, that's weird. But you know what? <laughs> but I'm pretty sure, um, you know what? She, she always jokes about me being a crazy power bottom. And she goes, she goes, and when I was dating this one guy, he dropped me off and he was like this, this big guy. Like I'm, I'm a little person. <laughs> like, like he was like this big guy. And then she was like, she goes, Hey, you better be careful. And I was like, oh, she goes, like, she oh goes, your ass gosh. is going to be on the floor by the time you're 50. And I was just like, 
Wow. <laughs> Not mom. <laughs> That's my mom. John, oh, my, my mom would say, like, she'd be like, uh, yeah, you can have girls sleep over. Boys can't sleep over. So one time this these like guys were doing construction in the house, putting in new floors or something. And like, I woke up on Saturday morning and I had like these girls sleeping over and they like, like five girls in my bed. So I like come out of my room and the guys are working on the floor and I'm like, Oh, good morning. And I'm walking. And then a girl comes out of my room and then another girl comes out. And these guys are probably like, damn, this kid's a pimp. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. My parents were much stricter. No sleepovers ever. (laughs) <laughs> wow no i had a boy sleep over but she put him in the guest room and in the middle of the night i would sneak in like 15 16 and wow. i would just like lay there set an alarm for like six and then go back to my room wow that's commitment <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna take a little nap and we'll be right back <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Dominic, guess what we're doing at johnofloater.com? Is it like the Jono version of OnlyFans? No, that's kind of an amazing idea. Hmm, we might get on that. Currently, we are restocked for the study of Dominic Albano by yours truly at the Jono shop at johnofloater.com. And they come with two limited edition prints while supplies last. As a special gift to our listeners, use promo code JABBER, J-A-B-B-R, for 15% off your order at the Jono Shop. I'm telling you, it makes a perfect gift for, you know, yourself, your neighbor, you know, that one uncle. You know what I'm, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It's very exciting. I cannot wait. Don't forget, I'm having a big sale on my OnlyFans. We've got so much going on with Jabber and then the book. Another thing coming up. Uh, we are doing a fitness project. So that'll be later on. But yeah, we've got a lot of great things coming up. That's right. You know, this has been, this has been a year <laughs> to say the least. But you know what? We got some great things coming up and we're nonstop. And I'm so proud of all of your accomplishments and everything that you're working on now. Anyways, let's listen to some Gaga. There's nothing wrong with loving who you are, she said, because you made you perfect. So hold your head up, girl, and you'll go far Alrighty, guys, that was Born This Way by Lady Gaga. What do you guys think? I love that song. Love a Gaga moment. Yeah. <laughs> she brought me to life. Gaga's God. <laughs> that video is iconic. So um, we're going to, after everything, our coming out story and everything, if you are, you know, no matter where you are in your life, how old you are, if you are struggling with your identity or your sexuality, there is help out there. You know, hopefully you feel that you have someone in your life to talk to. You can reach out to us on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also 
organizations that can help out? The Trevor Project, which is a great nonprofit organization, it focuses on suicide prevention efforts among lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning youth. Yes, the trevorproject.org or their phone number is 1-866-488-7386 are for people to, you know, when they need someone to talk to. And, yeah. you know, there's, there's people that need help. And, you know, like, just, just remember that, you know, like, it sounds cheesy, but you're not alone. You mm-hmm. have friends out there that, are, uh, that can be your ally and people that can help you along this way. Yeah. I feel like I was lucky. I mean, we were all, I feel, lucky because we got, we either had the acceptance or we got away or both. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Some people don't have that. Um, yeah, I yeah. feel... I feel so sad for people who really feel like helpless in their sexual journey. I feel like there's so much pressure on that part of your life. And I remember like telling my dad, like who I sleep with is such a small part of my life. Like for you to focus on that and have that completely change how you see me as a son is like mind blowing. And I know so many kids all around the world have it way worse. And, you know, and, and I think for me, I, I just, I could have taken blame or felt blame and shame for who I was. But at the end of the day, I knew that I didn't choose this lifestyle. So if you're listening to this, you know, we get it. We know you were born this way. You were born this way. You were born this way. I, yeah, uh, you have to like choose the better path. Right. Yeah. When, um, when I was younger, this is before I actually came out, but like everybody knew already, I'm sure. Like, all my cousins said, like, yeah, John, it's okay. We, we know. But um, I think it was, it was like, we're having, like, someone's birthday, and we're having dinner. And my uncle, who was, like, a father figure to me, was, like, a cowboy. And, you know, like, he, he was very, um, you can tell that he was set in his ways. And, you know, like, he was, you know, like, every, everything, like, you know, had to be, like, the correct way. You know, like, the correct, like, middle America way. And my little cousin, he said, Hey, what do you guys think about gay marriage? And then my my uncle said, he goes, marriage is between a man and a woman. And so I made a comment right after that. I said, what does it matter to you what someone does in their own bedroom? And like, and then like after that, like this man he always had the last word, and he just like was shut up. Everybody was just like. <laughs> <laughs> after that, so it was like I was like it was true you know like what does it matter you know it's yeah. not your business and, and like <laughs> I made I made really it couldn't it couldn't be the smallest part of everyone's life and we focus on it so much we focus on everyone's sexuality honestly like especially in the gay community we're always trying to like clock someone that's gay or like not out <laughs> it's yeah. crazy Jono do you have a story about you know, anyone relating to the Trevor Project or suicide with, among gay teens? Yes, I have a f- had a, f- I don't, I don't really don't know anymore, but I have a f- had a friend who was struggling and it sucks because I used to make fun of him saying like, he, he was, he was, he was with one of my friends and she, she was a woman. And I always said like, he is like the biggest homo, like, like I can smell that in my way. And I, and I, and then she's like, don't, don't say that about him, blah, 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 blah. But years later they, they broke up and she didn't say why, but I, she found out that he was gay, obviously. 
And he came over to me. He goes, can I talk to you? I need someone to talk to you. And I was like, of course. And he, um, so he basically comes out to me and says like, am I okay? I was like, dude, you're fine. Like, I'm like, you're talking to the biggest homo here. And like, it's like, like you're, you're fine. You, you be who you want to be. I'm like, you don't, I, I, he didn't have any family or any friends. Like, so there was like this, like few months of like turbulent, like posts that he was making. And I was like, Hey, are you okay? And he goes like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just like trying to like, you know, find myself and get myself together and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, great. He sends me a letter through Facebook saying, thank you so much for your kindness, your words, and you as an individual, like who are actually able to listen to me. But unfortunately I decided to end my life and <gasps> I'm no longer, I found that this is what's going to make me happy. And so seeing that, it was like in the middle of finals and I was just like, you know, like, what, what the fuck? And I was oh really upset that, you know, like he chose me to, to, to send this to. And, and, and I, I called 911 and they were able to access my account and they were able to go through everything and to see like, you know, um, all my messages and everything. And they're trying to, oh pinpoint, my gosh. They're trying to pinpoint his um, address through his, his I, um, you know. Like his, IP address. Yeah. They're trying, yeah. trying to do that, but they, they, they were not successful with it. And so I, I said, I dropped him off once and I think I know where he lives. And so we're on Google Maps trying to figure it out, like exactly where, where to go into this, this house. They were able to find him and they were able to save him. And wow. they put him into a mental ward for about like a few days. And I was just like, whatever you do, do not let this guy out. He needs therapy. He needs to talk to somebody. And they said, there's nothing we can do. We can't force somebody to stay and we can't force anybody to um, stay uh, uh, against their will. And so I was just like, fuck. He calls me back from, from the ward and said, thank you for giving me this extra chance. And I was just, you know, like, why didn't you come to me sooner? Why didn't you need, like, we, we could have, like, had, you know, like, dinner. We could have had coffee, tea, or whatever, you know, like, just to talk before you mm-hmm. did this. And he goes, I'm on now on my way to happiness. Did he, is he still alive, alive today? I hope so. I haven't talked to, to, to them in, in a minute. But two years later, he comes back out to me and says, I'm now transgender. Can I sit down and have coffee with you and sit down and, and talk to you? And wow. so I was just like, okay, yeah. So we went to go have coffee. And it's the first time I ever seen this person smile. And it's the first time I ever seen like them actually be, you know, themselves. And it was just like, wow. It's just like, I've never seen you smile. I've never Mm. seen you genuinely happy. And she had a smile on her face the entire time we had coffee and we're joking and laughing. And it's just like, I was like, when people in, in your life come up to you and they need to talk to you about something, they're trying to confine you. Listen, just right. you know what? I uh, that happened to me. People wanted to like come out to me, mm-hmm. and they were in such a vulnerable, vulnerable position. And I was like taking advantage of that moment. I was like, "Do you need a massage or something?" Oh, <laughs> I, was, my God. I was like, "I learned something today from you." that when somebody wants to, you know, come out to me, just be like, yeah, they're processing. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. They even just come out. They just need someone to talk to. Yeah. It's stories like that that really, like, I think if, like, people in middle America got to see the, like, before and after of that person's transformation, because there's so much confusion around, you know, transgender people that... I feel like if they got to hear those experiences or even see them face to face, I feel like it just makes you have an appreciation for, I mean, the joy that that person has now is like so crazy. Yeah. I, I hope she's okay. I have not talked to her in maybe like four years and reach out, look her up. I can't, she changed her name on everything. So she changes her name like to something else, like every like three months. (laughs) Like, no, I, I, we were talking through Facebook. I can't find her messages or anything. So I, wow. I, don't, I don't know. Well, hopefully she reaches out to chat again. Yes, she could be on the show. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Glenn, for coming on. But before we close, I just wanted to ask you if you have any like hairstyling tips for the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, don't cut your own bangs at home <laughs> uh, if you're female. And if you're male, um, I don't know. I think maybe tip a little more than you normally would because people are having a rough time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really a hair tip, but it's like a, just a moral tip. <laughs> Do you have any links you want to share with us or up, any upcoming work you're doing right now? Um, well, I'm actually getting into acting, which is are great. You? Yeah. So I just started acting um, and I have a podcast coming out that's called more of this which will be coming out hopefully by January. Um, so look out for that. And yeah. You have to have us come on. Yeah. You guys have to come on. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. It's a very, it's all about positivity and mindset and how to get yourself out of your own rut. And I actually kind of address this one point in the podcast where we talk about like hotlines and stuff um, like Trevor project and and how it's so hard for some people to like literally just pick up the phone and dial a phone number, even though there's someone on the other side that truly wants to help. It's like hard. So I, I created this podcast cause I really wanted people to have like a resource to, to get just tips and like healthy, healthy ways to get advice. So. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Glenn, um, what's your Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is Glenn Coco for hair F O R. Um, and my Twitter is the real Glenn Coco. Actually, I have a question before we go. Yeah. Can I send you nudes? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will allow it. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's the end, guys. They're available for free on Google. <laughs> OnlyFans, on OnlyFans. Yeah, you got to put it on OnlyFans. Make a, make a buck or something. Jono, do you have something that you want to say to Glenn? You go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> perfect timing (laughs) well thank you guys for having me this is great thank you all right thank you we'll see you soon (laughs) on your show okay bye okay ciao this has been jabber podcast produced by dominic albano and john madison do you have a question or topic you want to share email us at jabberpod at gmail.com send us a dm on instagram at jabberpod This podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Stories and mentions are not meant to hurt anyone and their subtitle parties.